0: Now to Mike Pacheco with the Panthers Postgame Show, presented by Southern Star, an official bourbon of the Carolina Panthers. Celebrate the spirit of the
1: Carolinas. And we welcome you inside Bank of America Stadium for today's Southern Star bourbon whiskey. Panthers Postgame Show, Panthers falling today 42-24 on the road at Detroit, the Lions, a team many people think could uh, could have Super Bowl aspirations this year, they improved to four and one, and now the Panthers at zero and five with Eugene Robinson. And I, I think that this is like a Clint Eastwood movie. I think it's the good, the bad, and the ugly.
2: The good, the bad, the ugly. Because there was Fist some good. Fistful of dollars. Yeah, fistful. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> there
1: was some good. Yeah, um, there was. You know, and and I think we'll, we'll talk a little bit about Bryce Young more uh, on the positive side. Um, obviously, there was some some defensive. Issues. There was some turnovers, um, but I will to, to start with Bryce Young, Gene. I think the, the one thing that I was impressed with was you know he didn't turn into Mister Mopeyhead. I mean it was you know he, he you know a couple of interceptions lead to uh, two scores for the Lions. You know you're down you know a couple touchdowns early, but the young man you know righted you know he righted the ship. Righted the ship. He he really did. I thought this game was lost in the
2: first yep. uh, first half, um, being down twenty eight to ten. And that place is a it's it's a and huge. And that was loud. I mean it, that was a loud Loud Stadium is it's huge. It's a it's a lot to ask. And the fact that we could not get out of our own way. Right. And particularly in the in our own you know, in the plus territory for them because we're in our own um backyard, it, it just made things difficult. And what happens on the psyche of the the team defensively is that Hold it, there's a, a turnover? we got to go back out there again. Didn't we just stop them? Yeah. It's it's that mentality. And so I thought that defense played a little bit better in the first half. Mm-hmm. Offense did not. I thought it was lost. Then, and I thought defense in the second half did not play as well at all. And I thought that Detroit just looked very, very strong. They ran the ball at will. Sure. There's no doubt about that. Well, there was a stretch play left, right, toss, trap it did not matter right. they got 159 whatever plus yards running Montgomery and the Reynolds, and they could not be stopped and that was just the problem so when we, before we even get to Bryce Young yeah. this is this was so much that was going on and I know guys are out but next man and up mentality right. and then technique and really does save you defensively and I saw some bad technique out there that cost us some some yards and some first downs, and ultimately some touchdowns.
1: And we're we're deep enough into the season where you know everybody's dealing with injuries. I mean, the, the Lions had a, a bunch of key guys that weren't playing either. So I mean, now now it's now it's exactly right. It's, it's the next step mentality, next guy up. And um, you know this was a this was a tough task. We have Miami coming up on the road next, so the the schedule doesn't get any easier for this team. But I I think you know, and I know this is probably such a, a media question, but it, is there something you can take positively from this game moving forward?
2: Oh, absolutely. Look, Bryce Young, he – let me just be a free safety and not, yeah. you know, I'm, he can throw the rock. There was that that play that he threw to Ian Thomas down the middle on that seam mm-hmm. and then that post for a touchdown. He held off the, the defensive yeah. – uh, the, uh, the safety, moving his shoulders to the left-hand side and then throws a bullet right over the top where it could be intercepted. And I'm like, dude – these are some really good passes. That last pass to Thielen for the touchdown, he hit him in stride where they knew the ball was going off that way. Yeah. I mean, the defensive back was right there, but the ball was placed perfectly. Yes, he got food on that, you know, throwing that seven route. Shouldn't have thrown it, but you know he'll he'll learn. Right. So I think there's a lot to take away. Bryce, there's a poise about him. He doesn't get all goofy and whatnot and mopey, as like you said. Yeah. None of that. And he stays in it. And there was one part when they would, I think they were on a four-minute offense, he had to push C, uh, Thielen, you got to go that way. And so he was directing things as well. I said, look, right. this young man is absolutely directing things and, and and making things happen. And so from that standpoint, you know, there's a lot. Once again, we got to talk about penalties because yes. the penalties has reared his ugly head again. And I know Coach Rock is talking about that. We we can't We can't – we gotta get out of our own way.
1: Yeah, and you know they, you know, we were talking in the third quarter, and it's like the the whack a mole, right? I mean, you, you solve a couple problems, boom, and then boom, up comes boom. another one. I know. Um, but I thought for the most part, the, the penalties were better. But it, you know, it's it's splitting hairs on that one because you still can't commit those key penalties in, in in key spots. And you know, it wasn't like the the game a couple weeks ago where uh, in Seattle, where you know at least the. The Panthers seem to do a better job of, of of handling a hostile environment than they did when they were on the road at Seattle.
2: Yeah, but what happens on that seven penalties for forty five yards? I think in Seattle it might have been like ten yeah. or eleven penalties. Right. Um, but they just came at that improper time, yeah. uh, and they always come at an improper time for the most part. Penalties that sets you back, and sure. so I think that seven penalties for forty five yards that that hurt. And also there was, you know, there's some defensive stuff too. Um, we're not far off, and I know we keep saying that, and you know, and we're going to give this team a little bit more grace, a little bit more latitude uh, uh, so that you go, oh, you, you're not so hard on them. But when I look at it and when I saw what Bryce was able to accomplish, what I saw us running the ball with Chenault, Sanders, and Chuba, I'm like, there's some things to lay your hat, hat on right here because uh, – this is not bad. The very first test touchdown series that we scored on that was set up by the run, right? Pure and simple. We ran the rock, yeah. And because we ran the rock, the RPO was open up because now, boom, linebackers trying to stop everything, throwing that ball, hitting hit mingle. I mean, that's what you want to be able to do. We weren't being, we weren't able to sustain it because um, you know, more turnovers. Right. However, I mean, there's there's a lot to be said. I'm telling you, and we're not far off, and. Offensively, I I know that we can put points on the board.
1: All right. Well, we have more to dissect and analyze here on the Southern. There's Southern a lot more post game show. We have a lot more to come. We have scores. We have interviews. We have highlights. So much more coming up here from Bank of America Stadium. Panthers falling today. Forty two twenty four. In Detroit, this is the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. It's
0: been 20 years since the Cardiac Cats punched their ticket to Super Bowl 38.
3: Yes, Charlotte, there is a Super Bowl, and we're in it.
0: Celebrate by listening to Cardiac, a Carolina Panthers podcast production. Join Anish Roth each episode as he relives the thrilling wins and beloved memories that led to the Carolina Panthers' first ever Super Bowl berth.
3: Fires for Pro in the end zone. He got it!
0: Touchdown! Each episode features exclusive interviews.
3: It was the
4: cardiac cats.
3: You did not leave the room because so many different things can happen. And
0: original play-by-play commentary from the Carolina Panthers radio network.
3: Throws down Smith at the 45 to the 40! Free. Touchdown! Woo!
0: You can listen to Cardiac on Panthers.com, the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, or Apple Podcast. And be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single beat.
1: And we're welcoming back inside Bank of America Stadium. Panthers falling today 42-24 on the road at Detroit. Time now for the post game scoreboard. Brought to you by the North Carolina Education Lottery. Elevate game day with the new Carolina Panthers scratch-off. Enter to win season tickets to the Vault, a field-level premium seating experience, on sale now. So, taking a look at the games underway right now, the uh, Eagles are in Los Angeles, leading right now by a score of seven to nothing over the Rams, and Cincinnati uh, has scored as well, so they're up seven nothing on the road at Arizona. A couple. Other games going on uh, starting at four twenty-five. The Jets are at Denver. Kansas City is at Minnesota tonight. It's Dallas at San Francisco. That's a, oh, that could be an NFC Championship preview. A, that
2: could be a preview right that there. That could be what?
1: a pre- big game. And of course, Green Bay, where you were this weekend uh, at Las Vegas, felt like Green Bay when you walked in here. In the man, it was today. cold it's out no here. Chilly week. He <laughs> week. <laughs> Chilly we stadium. <laughs> oh, and uh, earlier uh, this week, Chicago uh, beating Washington, so they get off the Schneider, get their first win, forty to twenty finals from earlier today. Earlier this morning in London, Jacksonville beats uh, Buffalo 25-20. A little bit maybe of a surprise there. Atlanta 21-19, a win at home against Houston. It was Desmond Ritter, the star of that game, Eugene. 28 of 37, 329 yards, touchdown, no interceptions. B. John Robinson held to just 46 yards on He had to carats. come
2: back because didn't then, uh, then the Texans, uh, it was, it was who did they play? Texans or Tennessee? They, they played uh, Houston. Houston. Yeah, then Texans. Houston come back to to, to take the lead, and then they had to come back because it was like one minute and something seconds of the game.
1: It was a, yeah, a, a back-and-forth type yes, of game. Yes, it was. Indianapolis over Tennessee, 23-16. Miami beat the New York Giants, 31-16. Oof. Jason Pennick for the Giants had 102. You'll love this as a defensive back, Eugene. 102-yard interception return for a touchdown. Against oh, my goodness, that's the good. The Dolphins. Wow, that was a big one. But they lose the game, but it was a big play for him. New Orleans, oof, on the road at New England, Gene. 34 34- Nothing. Mm. When have you seen a Patriots team look that bad?
2: I know that's that's unheard of. A Bill Belichick. No, the defender. pick
1: six in that game. Tyron Matthew had a 27 yard pick six off Mac Jones, and uh, Pittsburgh gets a win there. Now three and two, they beat Baltimore 17 wow. to 10.
2: But I think it was in Pittsburgh too, though.
1: That was in Pittsburgh. Yeah, yep yeah. yeah. So it was a big, uh, big win big one for, for the Steelers. Absolutely, big confidence
2: builder for them too.
1: So we're, we're, we're analyzing. We're dissecting. Uh, this game. And it feels bad because two or three things go your way. Maybe we're talking about a completely different game. You obviously can't do that. But I know um, one thing that you and I did want to kind of get to, and that is, and, you know, we heard this on the broadcast, uh, both broadcasts, the, our broadcast, and also on the, the TV broadcast, because I think uh, Moose Johnson said this too, but he, he feels like Bryce Young and his receiving core starting to, starting to see a little bit of gelling there.
2: I thought, this receiving core has been much maligned, uh, and, and we and I I heard on the report that uh, Calvin Johnson mm-hmm. was able to yeah, speak to them speak to them and give a somewhat of a pep talk. Calvin Johnson, one of the you know, Hall of Fame, one of the best receivers to ever do it from Detroit. Um, but I thought the receiving corps stepped up big time. I thought not only were their routes crisp, I thought they availed themselves of getting open. And I thought that Bryce was able to throw the ball and throw them open at times. But more importantly, they caught the ball. Mm-hmm. Everyone, when they were targeted, they made those cards. Uh, Shark makes a great catch early just to continue to, to move the chains um, on that first touchdown, if I'm not mistaken. And I, I'm sitting like this. They're stepping up mm-hmm. to the plate. And I think there's a, a level of comfortability because – the ball was really distributed across the field with right. everyone. Everybody got touches. Yeah. You know, I like having Shanoop back in there yes. doing all that little jet stuff that we do <laughs> and reverse stuff that we do. I thought that was well designed to go ahead to get him off where he ran the ball extremely hard to allow now. You got you to gotta play for that. And now it opens up the passing game. So I, I saw glimpses of offensively, some really good stuff, and I got to give the receivers a lot of credit because that group has been much maligned, and I've been tough mm-hmm. on that group too. Sure. And I'm saying they stepped up, in my opinion, today.
1: But there's also you know, everybody, you know, we're, we're in the age of, obviously, with, with social media and having access to stuff so fast. We're, I think we're used to things happening quickly. Sometimes it takes an offense a little bit of time to get into a groove. We have a new coaching staff, that, and that's all over the board. I mean, it's not just the new head coach, but – new coordinators everything all down the line and now you're talking about a, a, a rookie quarterback so it it's you know none of this is happening on the time frame that we wanted to but there's really no set okay yeah maybe they would have come out of you know 4-0 everything's great sometimes it doesn't work like that no sometimes things just have to develop when they develop
2: the things do i mean we're, we're baking a, we're baking a cake. Yeah. You know, it got to take time. Yeah. All the ingredients, put them all in yeah. there. Yeah. And and then you have to wait for it right. and right. let it rise. You can't keep opening the oven to see, right. is it done yet? Is right. it right. done? No, yeah. it ain't yeah. done yet, Can't man. throw in the microwave either. Man, look, dude, <laughs> man, stop looking in there, man. It ain't done yet. Okay. And so from that standpoint, we're, we're not done yet. However, the ingredients of what I see, and I'm being honest and I'll, you know, I'll be honest. I'm like, when I see, I'm like, well, okay this has the makings of something kind of special you know it really does, and there is a report that's starting to happen with all the receivers that i I think with uh with Bryce Young because he's throwing people open yeah the ball's not being thrown behind people he's throwing a ball on the front side that interception that very first interception that you can say well Bryce threw an interception. That was an incredible play by a defensive tackle, a la Julius Peppers. Right, who's an emerging a,
1: star in the NFL.
2: Yeah, making those interceptions. Yeah. I was like, dude, how do you jam up Ian Thomas on the screen, Go to get ready to go to Bryce, the ball's thrown inside, reach back way inside one hand, yeah, one hand and catch the ball? I'm like, that doesn't happen. No. That's a great play. So, whenever the ball is tipped by a receiver and it's an interception or it's tipped at the line and it fumbles mid and it's an interception, I don't attribute that to the quarterbacks. Right. When somebody makes a great play, like they made a great play, he deserved and earned that
1: interception. Absolutely.
2: That's totally different yeah. from the one that we th- he threw on that little corner route. That was on Bryce. Right. But the other one, yeah, I can't. Sometimes I can't.
1: it's just the other guy makes a. A better play. He made
2: a better play. I can't. I can't attribute that to him. So, and if I'm being honest, I'm looking. up and say, hey, dude, that's a. If I'm talking to Bryce, I'm Josh McCown, and that's a great interception by, by you know, smelling out the play, filling the play, and then making a a, a, a play on the ball. That was that was incredible.
1: Well, something tells me coming back from the break here, we'll, we'll maybe hear something that it's gonna describe the play because yeah. we have highlights coming. Okay. Up yeah. Yeah. Next. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> from Bank of America Stadium. <laughs> With Eugene Robinson, I am Mike Pacheco. Use your imagination. Forty-two twenty-four on the road at Detroit. More to come here on the Southern Star Bourbon Whiskey post-game show. You're listening to Panthers Football, presented by Morris Jenkins.
0: Panthers football is heard exclusively on the Carolina Panthers radio network. Touchdown, Carolina! Join us next Sunday as the Panthers travel to Miami to face the Dolphins. Kickoff on the network is set for 1 o'clock. Presented by Morris Jenkins, official heating, air conditioning, and plumbing services partner of the Carolina Panthers. This is the Panthers Postgame Show, presented by Southern Star, an official bourbon of the Carolina Panthers. Celebrate the spirit of the Carolinas.
3: Zone read, gives straight up the middle, touchdown, no! touchdown Carolina!
0: Reaction and analysis to today's game with special guests, highlights, and updates from around the league.
3: Complete, touchdown right side, makes the catch, touchdown Panthers! Now what? How about it? Now.
0: Now, to Mike Pacheco with the Panthers postgame show, exclusively on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network.
1: And hey, we welcome back inside Bank of America Stadium with Eugene Robinson. I am Mike Pacheco. I'll uh, be with us uh, again next week as well. So, with uh, Sharon uh, traveling with the team, uh, sideline reporter, Zoki out there, it's, uh, just you and I holding down the fort. Holding down the fort, though. Brett McMillan's uh, covering NASCAR. So, we're. Thankfully, you got home uh, from Green Bay okay. Otherwise, it would be just you me. You <laughs> pass. Is holding down the fort too. <laughs> That's right. We're all holding down the fort. Here. Easy, everybody. Everybody. Well, let's yeah. take a look at the highlights from this game. And it, it really got off to um, uh, not I would say a slow start. Panthers had the ball first, had to punt the ball away. They did have the ball fourth and four uh, at the Lions' thirty nine yard line. Um, this was kind of interesting because we saw it later, and the Lions said the same exact thing but uh they had a delay of game delay of game penalty and then the lions uh declined it to to keep the ball at the 39 and then there was a it looked like it was a in an accidental maybe on purpose I false thought, start i thought i thought it was a on purpose yes, false yes, start so yes. that
2: it gives it gives my, my punter to go ahead and get that ball in within the you know that that 10 yard line if he can
1: so the panthers kicked the ball away to the 25 yard line and then it was Kind of a blitzkrieg, Eugene, because it only took three plays for the Lions to get on the board.
3: First carry of the game for David Montgomery. Bounces to the outside. He's got room. Running down the left sideline. 20, 10, 5. Touchdown Detroit. A three-play, 72-yard drive.
1: That's the Lions offense, right?
2: There. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, he it's interesting. Uh, uh, Anisha, he bounced to the outside. Yeah. Brian Burns on that play did this thing called a spill technique where he yeah. comes inside and really wants that ball to bounce because if you bounce to the outside, you're bouncing it to a corner, you're bouncing it to a safety or another linebacker. I didn't see who was there to handle the bounce. right? All right because that's typically a technique, and I think – I would love to ask Coach Ejero, like, hey, was he supposed to do a spill technique? Right. Or was he supposed to force the ball back inside? I think he was supposed to bounce it because the way that Brian Burns came inside, I'm like, that looks like spill technique. Yeah. And I've been on a lot of spill techniques tons of time. Well, now you use the sideline right. to make a tackle. Right, to be kind that, of an extra with, defender. Yeah, to, with, with that running back. So it's, there was nobody there.
1: Right, nobody there. Nobody nobody there. 7-0 at that point. Panthers uh, in the ensuing series get the ball at the 18-yard line. Panthers get it uh, up to the 31-yard line, their own 31-yard line, when kind of the first sign of trouble happened today. Here's the snap. Play fake.
3: Young looking short. It's intercepted. Screen pass picked off by Hutchinson. He returns it to the 20-yard line. That's a rookie mistake by Bryce Young, and the Lions take over right on the edge of the red zone.
1: Now, in the moment, I understand saying that, but when we looked at it again, Eugene, and we just talked about this, I mean, credit Hutchinson for making a tremendous play there.
2: I've seen Julius Peppers make plays like that, and Julius Peppers will be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I'm telling you, that was a great play by a defensive end, a defensive man. No so, doubt about that.
1: So the very next uh, series for the Lions, they march down the field, and uh, this time it was only five plays. <laughs> but it was on a shorter field. They get the uh, touchdown. Sam Laporta, a four-yard touchdown pass from Jared Goff. And then the Panthers, I, th- I thought this was maybe one of the best drives we've seen all season long. They they get the ball at their own 25-yard line. And you had some big plays uh, throughout the uh, throughout this series, but it was on the 14th play of the drive, Tommy Tremble gets a touchdown pass from Bryce Young. Young is
3: in the shotgun, Hubbard off his left hip, the snap. Young will throw, end zone, touchdown, Tommy Tremble. Little RPO, he faked it to Hubbard, and he finds Trimble. and that is Tommy's first touchdown of the season. Touchdown, Tommy
1: Tremble.
2: Yeah, and he, the RPO, you know, that run pass option – the fact that we were running the ball that whole series, it allowed for uh, Tremble to go ahead and break inside of the um, the linebacker on a nice little seam post route. So that was an easy play to go ahead and, and, and to connect with because we were running the ball well.
1: And this is, to me, the critical part of the game because at that point it's a touchdown. It's just a, a one-score game. Now, we talked about earlier where uh, the Panthers had it fourth and short, went for it, or, or rather kicked it. Well, now uh, on fourth down and short, the Lions go for it, and they don't get it. The Panthers make a big stop. So now the Panthers uh, get the ball back, but then you have a critical fumble from Miles oh. Sanders in that sequence. And and I feel bad
2: for uh, Mr. Sanders in that way, but that turned a whole tide. The it. I, I can't imagine what it sounds like in that stadium once they have that turnover once again. And you can see the way they all went down into the end zone and was, was celebrating. That was a huge momentum uh, stealer for the, from the Carolina Panthers to the Detroit
1: Lions. So then on that ensuing drive, the Lions march down the field. They get a, another touchdown pass from Jared Goff, this time to Reynolds. That was a 10-play drive. took almost – about it was a little over six minutes – uh, off the clock there. And so they're starting to kind of feel their oats a little bit there
2: at 21-7. They were feeling really good. And you could tell this, just the energy, you know, you can just see the momentum and energy was all pointing towards their way. And then it validated them. It validated that, hey, this team had this time off, and now they're still rocking and rolling. They're doing their thing. And so from that standpoint, you can see the confidence – is just rising over there in Detroit, and rightfully so, because they think even with people down, they can still win any game.
1: Sure, right. And it's, it's 21-7 at this point, less than uh, under four minutes to go in the half, 3.50 to go to be precise. Then on first and 10 from the 23, Bryce Young throws the interception that you referenced, the second one, which you referenced earlier.
2: Yeah, we had uh, someone going out into the flat. Someone's on a seven route, which is maybe another 10 to 15 yards down the field in that same flat area and he throws the ball and uh, I thought the corner did a great job of sloughing off, but when you have the corner on that side, you're looking at that side, you got two options. You need to throw the ball to the flat and not behind because that quarterback that, that corner is going to slough off. He's told to slough off and to go ahead and make you throw it to the flat. So the choice was throw it in the flat to Mingo, I think it was in the flat. Mm-hmm. Or Chanel. Throw the ball in the flat Live the play another day, but do not throw it to the corner route because
1: it's going to get intercepted. So we have a sudden change, and sometimes when you see that sudden change, a big emotional play, particularly at home, Lions went into the playbook for this one.
3: Three receivers. The snap. Toss to Montgomery. Now comes back to Goff. Throws downfield. He's got Laporta wide open. Trick playoff sudden change. Touchdown Detroit. Goff to LaPorta, 32 yards.
1: A little trickery there.
2: It, it, and that's one that you don't expect because what happens with LaPorta, he starts blocking first. Yep. You have, whenever you have that play where it's like a reverse, goes toss back to yeah. the quarterback, you think downfield. Mm-hmm. Everybody's looking downfield. Safety men looking downfield. Nobody's expecting the guy who's blocking right. to go ahead and to slip down the field that deep because if he does it initially, you'll see it. And he kind of like stealthily went out of there. And Jeremy Chen knew something was awry, but he, yeah. he wasn't. He couldn't put his finger on it. And he's like, oh, my goodness, this LaPorter is trying to sneak down there. And that was a great play, <laughs> a great call by them.
1: So Panthers managed to get a field goal, uh, and they go into the half, um, at least feeling like they're still in the game. Um, and then uh, so at the, at the half, it's 28-10. Third quarter was almost – well, it was. It was an anomaly because neither team scored. We had two punts. First time in the game, we had uh, the Lions punting in this game. They did it back-to-back. But then in the fourth quarter, it, it became kind of the, the scoring machine again, both teams getting a pair of touchdowns. And I think if if we look at future success down the road, which we all are hopeful for and know, to, know it's going to be coming, you could look back to that fourth quarter as maybe being uh, – maybe a, a that is huge a catalyst. Sign of progress. Catalyst. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's definitely a catalyst.
2: Look, the Panthers didn't give up, and, right. and, and the posture did not change from the coaching staff about what we're going to like to go ahead and do and, and want to see. Um, no matter what, what time that we're giving offensively, we're going to maximize and use that time wisely. And they did. And they moved the ball efficiently down the field. And you had the feeling that if – If the if the defense can get the a turnover and get the ball back to the Carolina Panthers when it was like when they had seventeen points, you like oh we're gonna score again, and it just had that feel. That's what it feels like uh, when I look at the Carolina Panthers, particularly in that second half. I'm like my goodness, they're 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 on to something right now, and I think a lot of it has to do with the offensive line and the offensive line doing a good job of. Blocking and open up some holes.
1: Right, and uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, Chandler Zavala got hurt earlier in the game. He he kind of fallen uh, flat, and uh, you know, there was uh, quite the delay. And you know, he was worked on by the medical staff. And um, had to and go we, to the hospital. We did hear throughout the game that uh, uh, the updated report was you know the uh, he was able to move all four you know his extremities. Oh, so you know, hopefully, you know, obviously, you know, we're all thinking of him and, and hoping that he'll make a speedy recovery. And 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 really more so. Just that he's healthy. I mean, coming back to football is obviously something he would probably want to do, but his health is, comes first. So we hope, hope that uh, the young man gets better. Indeed, yeah,
2: and you saw that in the, in the stadium because when they pan in the stadium, yeah, and they see like when both teams stop, pause when you have to bring out the cart and things of that yeah. nature. You know, now it's much more. We can we can still get back to the thing in football. Yeah, but at this moment, it's all about that injured player mm-hmm. and the safety and the. And the health of that injured player.
1: Absolutely. So hopefully, um, and if we get more updates throughout the show, we'll certainly pass those along well. We have the uh, Atrium Health Report coming up a little bit later as well. So more to come here from Bank of America Stadium. The Southern Star Bourbon Whiskey postgame show continues. Panthers falling today on the road at Detroit 42-24. You're listening to the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. This is Jim Zoki. Join me Sunday at 10 for the Panthers Stadium Show. Three hours of free game counting you down
5: to the Panthers Dolphins game. On the home of the Carolina Panthers, 99.7, the Fox.
1: Back inside Bank of America Stadium with Eugene Robinson. I am Mike Pacheco. Panthers on the road today, falling 42 24 to the Detroit Lions. Panthers now 0 5. Lions. Improve their record to four and one, and look like they could be a pretty good juggernaut going into the playoffs later up in the later in the season. Right now, though, uh, we're going to send it back out to Ford Field. Derek Brown had six tackles today. I thought he had a pretty good game. Eugene, he is with Anish, Luke, and Jim. All right,
5: guys, we're joined by Panthers defensive lineman Derek Brown now following this loss here at Detroit. And uh, Derek, before we even get into any of the details or specifics, a couple of them from this game, just uh, for this team, uh, how frustrating is it right now to be where you are and how are you guys handling that here in a couple minutes after the game?
6: Man, very frustrating. You got your back against the run right now, man. This is where you figure out, you know, who's who on this team and, uh, you know, we'll get back to work Monday. No other option. There's no other choice. Derek, you've become one of the leaders on this team.
3: What's your message in the locker room?
6: People got to work, man. They got to work. It's got to show them Wednesday and Thursday in order for them to be able to come out here and do it on Sunday. So, I mean, the message I mean, that's being given right now, man, we got to keep working.
7: Hey, Derek, what's up? It's Luke. I just you know, want to talk to you guys about. The energy that you guys played with specifically—you kind of talk about what went into this season and your off-season preparation—that allows you to have the impact while playing so many plays.
6: Uh, Man, I'm going to do whatever I got to do for this team to win. Um, You know, whether that be 100 plays or whether that be 20 plays, I'm going to play every single snap I can to be able to help this team win. I appreciate your effort.
5: Early in the game, some turnovers, of course, Derek. This team wins and loses as a team, of course. But uh, obviously, there's some short fields there that the defense had to inherit and try to deal with in the first half of the game.
6: Yeah, man, they don't really pay us to analyze that. Man. You know, our job is to stop people getting in the end zone. Uh, we failed to do that you know, despite everything else. I mean, today was a team loss. And, uh, you know, defense, we gave up too many points. And um, we'll get back to work Monday. And, I mean, it'll be a point of emphasis. We're not doing this anymore.
5: Sounds good. All right, thank you so much, Derek. Derek Brown joining us there, and a tough one for the Panthers who lose at Detroit, forty-two to twenty-four. And uh, they've said it before: time for uh, more action and uh, fewer words. As we send it back to Charlotte now with Mike
1: and Eugene. All right, Zeke, so thank you very much, and uh, Luke and Nish as well. And man, you can just hear that the, the frustration. I know that was the first word that that uh, that they used with him, but you I mean you could just you could hear it dripping all over his. Well, one
2: hundred and fifty-nine yards rushing, passing two hundred eighteen yards, forty uh, percent on third down. Uh, was uh, Detroit, and then maybe out of out of ten uh, times possessing the ball, they scored six times. Yeah. So yeah, that's you know that's a thrashing, right? You know, and he's he's right. What what I think he's referring to that you know people have to do what they need to do, as right. far I think he's talking about the academics of of football about if you're supposed to be outside, take a gap, take the gap. When I see, uh a run that goes out to the left, and then the running back cuts back, there's a natural gap that happens there that always gets taken up. It's called that cutback B gap. And when there's no one there, that's a problem because there always should be someone there taking that cutback gap and there was nobody there. When I see something on a toss where it looks like a spill technique and the runner gets outside and there's nobody there, then there's something that went wrong. And from that standpoint, that's what I think he's talking about. We got to make sure that we study and you gotta know where you need to be. Right. What gap you have? This, this is a gap sound defense. And if you're not gap sound, you're gonna be exposed. And good running backs will make you look terrible. And they're gonna put points on the board.
1: And I think that's where the word discipline comes in. Because you know, I think when you know when you reach the NFL and you're a starter in the NFL, you know, you're you're the elite of the elite. You're one of the best uh, who, who's doing that sport at, at this time. And to me, Eugene, it sometimes it seems like maybe the cliche of you know stay within yourself. Sometimes I think in trying you know trying to do too much feels like you're trying to help your team, but sometimes it, it hurts the team because you're not where you need to be.
2: You know, uh, we always say alignment, assignment, technique. Yeah, and I know that Coach uh, Frank Rock, he, he's going to be preaching this that. Your alignment, you gotta know what to do. You gotta know what your assignment is, but then the technique really does save you. There was a situation when I saw one of the defensive backs have dirty eyes, even yeah. on one of the touchdowns where you're at the line of scrimmage, you know that you can be a run player, but you're really a a pass coverage player and then a, a secondary support run player, yeah. and then you take that. Ever so peak inside to look to see what's going on. And then you're tied in. Boom. Yep. He gets on the outside. I think it was Laporte. Gets on the outside. Now he's on the outside. Like, how did he get there? Right. Now you got to go ahead and run to him. But if you had the technique, which is keep my eye on my guy, run to his upfield shoulder, and that way I can go ahead. If it's a run, I can. sometimes I won't be able to help the run. Somebody else has to do that job. But if it's a pass, at least I got my guy. And when that doesn't happen, then – that's what we're talking about, alignment, assignment, technique, yep. those little details that beat you and whatnot. So those things need to get cleared up defensively, and I would expect that Coach Darryl, he will clear those things up.
1: Well, we appreciate Derek Brown spending a few minutes with the guys uh, from Ford Field. We also have uh, Coach uh, Frank Reich coming up pretty oh, soon. Um, looking at uh, social media, uh, Frank Reich said, uh, and I'm sure we'll, we'll hear more about this when he talks with the guys, Uh, there's a good chance that Chandler Zavala will be able to fly back with the team. Oh, that'd be great. So that would be huge. So we'll update you on that when we have more information on that. We also have stats, injury report, final thoughts, R3 and out. More to come here. From Bank of America Stadium, Panther is falling today 42-24 on the road at Detroit. You're listening to Panthers Football, presented by Morris Jenkins. It was a season
3: that captured the hearts of a city. A lot of people in Charlotte, the Panthers were their second favorite team. I think after that, Panthers started becoming their first favorite team. And the region, we were the first to be able to bring that type of joy to the Carolinas. Cardiac the story of the 2003 Carolina Panthers. Yes Charlotte there is a Super Bowl and we're in it.
0: You can listen to Cardiac on Panthers.com Spotify or Apple Podcast Back to the Panthers postgame show presented by Southern Star an official bourbon of the Carolina Panthers Celebrate the spirit of the Carolinas
1: Mike and Eugene, with you here on a Sunday afternoon after the Panthers fall at the Lions, forty-two to twenty-four. This injury report brought to you by Atrium Health. You deserve to live your best life, and Atrium Health is here to help. Now, we did talk uh, extensively about Chandler Zavala with the neck; he had to leave uh, early in the first quarter. Hopefully, he'll be able to come back with the team, which would be great news. It's always scary, Gene, when you when you see players go down like that, and and you know he was face down. I mean, it really, the doctors and the and the medical staff from both teams were able to. Turn him over and then uh, get him to the hospital. Uh, and it was great that he was able to give the thumbs up on the way out. So uh, obviously, our, our thoughts are him. But
2: um, and that thumbs up is really important huge. because oh, yeah. because it lets all your, your your comrades and your brothers in arms that let them know that you're going to be okay. Or that that y- you're all right and that you're able to muster that up. So um, I, that does that does well for the guys on the sideline who are watching him.
1: Well, and I I always. Whenever that happens, Eugene, I always think to the families too because some of them may be in a suite. Some of them may may or may not be at the game. They have no way yes. in, in the immediate moment to know what's what, and so if you can just see that, it just lets them say, okay, at least you know, th- at least there's hope. It gives you hope in that situation. And
2: here's another thing that just quickly is that is is the level of care that you get on the field mm-hmm. is exceptional. It really is. I mean, how quickly like the 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 training staffs get on things. How quickly. They're able to get, you know, uh, a vehicle out there to, to transport. I mean, there's a number of things – or get to the hospital. There's a number of things yeah. that take place that's kind of like, you know, behind the scenes that you don't know. But the level of care in the National Football right. League of when there's something that's emergencies is outstanding.
1: And, and especially when you look at, uh, you know, some injuries, there is a there is a clock. Whereas if you, the, the sooner you get to the hospital, the more likely it is yes. that, that, you know, it's, it won't be as severe as it could be or, or it could be – you know, you could even, um, you know, fully get that inflammation down and, and things are, are, you know, certainly not as bad as they could be. And, it'll, I mean, that's a huge advance over the last, you know, 30, 40 years. And I just think, like, Nick Buonacani, who who does a lot of the... Yeah, because he... When, when he did a lot of the, the, the spinal, neck injuries, injury spinal injury, cord was, injury with his son, yep. played the Citadel. So, uh, so the injury report, fortunately, um, uh, hopefully uh, Chandler's going to be okay. But, uh, you know, obviously we'll find out more tomorrow and throughout the, the week when the players wake up and how they feel the next day. But that, that was really the, uh, the only injury that uh, was reported. So uh, certainly good news on that. For that is you. indeed. A couple of things I wanted to bring to, to kind of the fans' attention too because we always like to kind of analyze and dissect some of the uh, stats. Um, but before we do that, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. This is the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. And we welcome you back here to Bank of America Stadium. This is the Southern Star Bourbon Whiskey postgame show with Eugene Robinson. I am Mike Pacheco. You know, in looking at some of the numbers, and you know, you can't take away the two interceptions, but Bryce Young completed 60% of his passes, 25 of 41, 247 yards, and he threw three touchdowns. So a good uh, sign there. It was outstanding.
2: There was some outstanding Minus play. interceptions. Yeah, but there was some outstanding yep. play. You know, yeah. One interception he shouldn't have thrown, I thought.
1: The other thing, uh, one yard shy of ninety nine as a team, uh, Chuba, uh, Chuba Hubbard had thirty five yards on nine carries. Miles Sanders, seven of thirty two, and kind of was non existent after that that fumble. I, I, I think. Well, I mean, he did have a because
2: Chanel was running a rock a yeah. little bit, running yeah. it very very yeah. hard. And and here it is too. I I thought that that's what we made one of the most the most significant improvement because. That running game, that ninety-nine yards, the fact that we were running a rock getting four and a half yards a clip at times, when we were able to do that, that changed the complexion. That's why Tommy Trimble got the yep. the test cell. Yeah. RPO baby. To the <laughs> left. Boom. Let me fake the let me fake the run right here to the left hand side, pull the ball and let me let him eat on a little quick little pulse. That's what you want that's what you want to happen and that's what the RPO the running game sets up and it makes it so much easier for the linemen at times now because you got the defense guessing. Linebackers are guessing, and you got my, you got my receivers getting open up and, and scoring.
1: So from a team perspective, um, last year we talked a lot about uh, offensively on third down, and the Panthers were kind of in the low 30s. Some games it would dip into the 20s. They were at 5 for 10 from, on third down in this game at 50%.
2: I guess a very good defense that can be really opportunistic yeah, and and get after you, you know. And I, I thought that Bryce did a great job too of avoiding trouble, mm-hmm. and and still looking downfield. There was a intentional grounding that he had. There was one time he threw the ball on the outside to get it out of bounds. Maybe that was twice he did it. But then he, the intentional grounding, he was just living to play another day because he's like, okay. I will take the intentional grounding. If worse, we punt the ball, g- give it over to the defense. But let's see what we can get and do this. And he did not have his foot in the end zone when he threw that ball on the touch ground, which would have been a, a safety.
1: Now, certainly when you score as many points uh, as both teams scored in the game today, um, there were only five punts. Panthers punted three times, and the Lions only punted twice. Both teams, all they did was punt in the third quarter. And outside of that, the Panthers punted in the first. Now, granted, there were uh, turnovers, so you don't like to see that. But, but the
2: turnovers are the difference. The turnovers difference in the are, are the difference. And golf. Was a he was a beast today. He, he threw the ball extremely well. He was very, very good.
1: Picking up really where he left off last year. Exactly. At the end of the year. And now the Lions are poised to be, I mean, they might not be the favorite uh, in the NFC, but they have to be in the conversation.
2: If you don't know that the Lions are for real, then you, you're you sleeping yeah. under a rock. Yeah. All right? The Lions are the real deal. They, they're, they're the real deal. You go down there and, and think you're going to go get a game in there that bust you up something proper. They are the real deal. And Coach Campbell got those guys rocking and rolling, and they they so believe that they're going to beat anybody that they face. They're going to welcome the competition.
1: Well, this is interesting to see because, you know, obviously the Lions always – it's almost like uh, Linus having the football taken away in peanuts, right? I mean, they haven't been uh, in the playoffs since 2016. Their last division title was 1993. Out In the NFC Central. Their last Bear playoff Sanders was win, playing at that time, 1993. Their last playoff win – I was still in college, Eugene. It was 1991, or I was graduating from college. Wow. And, uh, and their last NFL championship – uh Bobby Knight and Lane, I think, was on the team it was 1957.
2: 1957. He got 14 in the uh, street. That's so before, by the way, before, before my time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's been a it's been before a drought. Time, yeah. It's been a drought there. Yeah. The one of the great things that people think about when they think of Detroit, they think of Barry Sanders. Oh, oh man, yeah, Barry yeah, yeah, Sanders. Yeah. The era of Barry Sanders, that whole thing. But this, this Detroit Lions, this iteration of the Detroit Lions that we're seeing right now is opportunistic, mm-hmm. tenacious. They got a great quarterback. Outstanding running game, indeed, and a defense that is opportunistic. And so they got a lot of combinations, and they're riding high because they feel that
1: no one can beat them. Yeah, and you have a quarterback playing at a high level right now. High level. Not making mistakes and managing games. So high level. Making things work. All oh. right, Panthers fall today 42-24. to 24. More to come. We have uh, Frank Reich. we got to uh, hear from him. We're going to hear from the guys back in the booth with their final thoughts. We'll give our three and outs as well. More to come here from Bank of America Stadium. You're listening to the Carolina Panthers Radio Network.
0: Panthers football is heard exclusively on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Touchdown, Carolina! Join us next Sunday as the Panthers travel to Miami to face the Dolphins. Kickoff on the network is set for 1 o'clock. Presented by Morris Jenkins, official heating, air conditioning, and plumbing services partner of the Carolina
1: Panthers welcome back to the Southern Star bourbon whiskey post game show with Eugene Robinson I am Mike Pacheco Panthers on the road losing 42-24 at Detroit a very good Detroit team that uh, quite possibly could be in the mix for the Super Bowl later in the year that's always going to play out and they still have you know a ton of games left but uh, they've been very impressive so far we're going to send it Back out to Ford Field. Panthers locker room show brought to you by Southern Star, an official bourbon of the Carolina Panthers. Celebrate the spirit of the Carolinas. Let's send it out to Jim, Anish, and Luke with Coach Reich. All right, guys. Thanks. We're back, and we're joined by
5: the head coach, Frank Reich, right now. And, uh, Frank, before we talk anything about the game, uh, any update you can share uh, with the listeners out there about Chandler Zavala, who was taken to a hospital in the first half of this game?
4: Yes. Thankfully, he's doing well, moving all extremities all the tests are, you know, what you, we want, and there's even if there's even a good chance he'll be able to travel home with us on the plane. So very encouraged and very thankful for that news. What's
7: up, Coach? Hey, I just wanted to kind of talk about that third drive of the game. I thought I thought we looked really good on that side. I thought we were really fun in the run game. Bryce made some really good throws, really creative at the goal line. Can you just talk about the positives you guys took away from that third drive of the game?
4: There were there were Luke, like you said. I mean, obviously, um, too many negatives, but. Um, that's what, just in my press conference a minute ago, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to say that you see things in a game that you can build on, but I do think it's there. Um, I think, you know, as we went some no huddle, as we spread them out, as we moved it around, as we did some run pass checks, Bryce did a good job, um, seemed to have some tempo and rhythm in what we were doing. And then I think that showed up, you know, throughout the game. Um, obviously the turnover thing is a big deal that we got to eliminate.
7: Yeah, and I thought on the two turnovers, first of all, with Aiden Hutchinson made a great play, and then I didn't even think that Bryce got fooled. I thought it was cover two, and the whole shot just didn't quite work. But I thought he saw the field really well today. I thought he checked in and out of some different looks, got to where we wanted to be, and I just felt like this was a game where he looked really good, comfortable, confident, saw the field really well. I don't know if you saw it the same way.
4: I did. Um, I I really – and he said that during the game. You know, he felt comfortable. There were a couple, you know, that we had – There was, uh, you know, one or two things that, um, you know, that we probably missed. But when you look at, I don't even know how many times he threw it, but however many, you know, when you're a quarterback, there was one or two that we'd probably like to have back. But I I think there was progress. And I think every week we've seen that. Um, I like what I see in Bryce in every way. Um, you know, we have to continue to fight to get better. You know, we have to help him out. We have to continue to put him in position as coaches, and then he needs to continue to make the plays. And and there were a few more, you know, a few more chunk plays today, um, you know, where he looked great, and some of the guys did a good job down the field.
7: Awesome. Thanks. Coach, Anisha,
3: one of the things with Bryce that we, applauded was even after the turnovers, his ability to bounce back, what does that tell you? When you watch a young quarterback who you know, doesn't let you know the things, the adversity snowball.
4: Yeah, no, he doesn't have any flinch in him. I mean, as soon as those turnovers, you know, he comes over to me, you know, just to look me in the eye and let me know, hey, let's let's go. I'm I'm ready. You know, that's I put that behind me. I'm ready to go. Keep trusting me, um, and and I can see and feel that in his eyes, no doubt. Is that also where, in
3: this game, the frustration comes in? Where. There were a lot of positives and there were a lot of growth in some areas. And then the three turnovers short field against a really good offense kind of changed how things could have played out.
4: It is. It's frustrating. Um, You know, you go on the road against a really good football team and against a really explosive offense. And then you give them three short fields. I mean, that's not going to be a winning recipe. We knew that coming in. Um, You know, we got to find a way to eliminate those turnovers.
5: All right, Coach, last thing we'll let you go is uh, how do you balance as a coach the frustration you all are feeling collectively, but also maybe using that as fuel to, to, to go forward with and to build off of that?
4: Absolutely. You know, um, we have a slogan and we have a saying here. Everybody knows it, It's keep pounding, right? And that's what we just talked about for a minute in the locker room. That, that's what we're going to do. Why, and why would in the world would anyone want to keep pounding when you're 0-5? Because you believe. You believe in what you're doing. You believe in who you're doing it with. You believe if you keep pounding, you'll get better. You'll believe that it can make a difference in this year and even in the future. I mean, as I've said many times, we're playing for this year. We're not playing for the future. But you keep pounding because that's what it takes. That And you know it makes a difference. It makes an impact. Sometimes you see it right away. Sometimes it takes a while to show up. But that's what we're going to do.
5: All right, Coach, good words. We appreciate you joining us. Thanks so much. Thank you. All right, Coach Frank Reich there, and we send it back to Charlotte now with Mike and Eugene.
4: All right, thank you very
1: much, Zoke. And, you know, obviously we're excited that, uh, you know, hopefully better news on Chandler Zavala if he can make it home with the team. Uh, Eugene, we've talked about that a lot. That's great, the fact that, uh, you know, feeling all of his extremities. And I thought this was just a fantastic interview with coach Reich and the way he ended it with keep pounding, which is really kind of the fabric of this, this organization.
2: It is the mantra that this organization had, uh, you know, and since we, uh, um, since coach uh, passed away, um, uh, Sam Mills, Sam Mills. Uh, And I think it's, I think it's relevant because what I saw there was that, that I saw it played out that keep pounding, keep grinding, keep giving it a jaw, Believe that you could go ahead and, and march the ball, move the ball down the field. There was no quit in this team. That's what I, I if I'm a, the bystander, that's what I'm encouraged by because we like this, there's, there's no quit. Yep. And you still move the ball down with some expertise and some execution. You still did some really good stuff. Some very, very good stuff. Bryce was what, 25 for 41, mm-hmm. dude? I mean, he, yeah, he threw a couple of interceptions. Yeah, but guess what? The boy threw some touchdowns too. Now, yeah. all right, he got them tuggies out there too. I'm up to saying, when you when you think about that, and you take it all into this totality, I'm going, you know what, I I can I can win with this young man. Yeah. I can win with him, and I seen that poise that he's talking about and directing people on the field. I was yeah. like, how did this dude's a different? He's different now. Yeah. It's not what we see or what we like to see right now. Right, but don't look at what we're seeing right now. I think in the future. It's, he's the guy.
1: Well, and I, I tell my son this all the time. It's not how hard you fall. It's how hard you get back up. You know that's right. Right? And so that, I was really encouraged by what I saw from Bryce Young today. We have more to come here. We actually have final thoughts uh, from the booth. We'll hear what uh, Luke and Ish and Jim have to say about this one. We uh, also will uh, have our three and outs and our Sunbelt hardest-working player. And, of course, our Honda driver on the league coming up next as well. So plenty to come here on the Southern Star Bourbon Whiskey. Post-game show, Panthers falling today 42-24. to 24. You're listening to Panthers football presented by Morris Jenkins. This is Jim Zoki. Join me Sunday at 10 for the Panthers Stadium Show. Three hours of free
5: game counting you down to the Panthers-Dolphins game. On the home of the Carolina Panthers, 99.7 The Fox.
0: Back to Mike Pacheco with more of the Panthers post-game show presented by Southern Star, an official bourbon of the Carolina Panthers.
1: Celebrate the spirit of the Carolinas. Back with Eugene Robinson. I am Mike Pacheco. This drive around the league brought to you by the Honda dealers of the Carolinas. Cardinals up 14-10 over the Bengals. These scores are be in the second quarter. Josh Dobbs, two touchdown passes in that game. Rams over the... Eagles, that game's in Los Angeles, 14-10. to Broncos, how's this for a score, Eugene? 10-5. Oh, my goodness. Somebody had a... The Jets <laughs> getting a safety two in that point game. Two-point safety. And uh, no relation, but Isaiah Pacheco, uh, the touchdown in the uh, Chiefs you know game the against the Vikings, 10-6. to I wish he was related. That's your Peoples. He's my, he's my guy. The Cowboys coming up tonight at the 49ers. I think that's going to be potentially a preview of the NFC Championship game, or at least it should be. And then you have uh, Green Bay, one of Eugene's old teams, against the... Las Vegas Raiders. So that game will be on Monday night. That's the uh, Monday night game this week. So you, had that, know.
2: you had that Burma, you know, uh, Chris Berman imitation. <laughs> Los Raiders. Uh,
1: Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders. All right, uh, let's uh, send it back to uh, Jim, Luke, and Anish for their final thoughts. Hard to win in the NFL when the giveaway takeaway is negative three
5: in your way, and the Lions with three first-half takeaways uh, did that to the Panthers 42 24 miles sanders fumble two interceptions of the rookie quarterback bryce young who did throw for three touchdown passes one late in the game to adam thielen who had 107 yards 11 catches so again the leading receiver for the panthers but really no answer for the lions and what they were able to do offensively jared goff throws for 236 with three touchdowns sam laporta two touchdown catches at the tight end position and david montgomery ran for 109 yards and a touchdown in this one a niche. Uh, the first half really set the tone for this game. It was a lot for a team that seems like it has small margins to be able to overcome something of that magnitude.
3: And, and to be fair, most teams in the NFL do. It's not a big margin. You were on the road, hostile environment, packed house. It was loud. This Detroit team, this might be the best Detroit team we have seen in the Super Bowl era. They're now 4-1. and one. They lead the NFC North. They're a team that has a very real chance to play in a conference championship or in a Super Bowl. It's a team that's that good. So your margin for error today was squeezed. It was less. You're on the road. You turn it over three times in the first half. You give Detroit a short field on all three of those turnovers. They turn it into touchdowns. Final margin was 18, 21 points off turnovers. That, that is a lot to overcome. I think Frank Reich is going to tell you that when we speak to him. Um, Panthers just have to clean it up. It was turnovers against Atlanta. It was a big turnover that changed the New Orleans game. Big turnover that changed the Vikings game. It was the 13 penalties against Seattle. Luke, has this team played its best game offensively? No, we're we're not there yet. But that's why it's even more critical that y- you can't beat yourself with. Mistakes, penalties, and turnovers.
7: Absolutely, because when 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 we're playing clean football, you know, you look at we had ten drives today, we scored three touchdowns. All three of our touchdown drives were seventy-five yard touchdowns, and we went down the field efficiently. We looked really good in offense, and I'm going to continue to go back. I've already talked about this drive a few times, but first drive of the game, punt, second drive of the game, breast a pick, third drive of the game, flushes it, comes back seventy-five yards. Creative on offense, running the football, got under center a little bit. Bryce made some really good checks at the line of scrimmage. We're, start, we're we're getting there. And then the last two drives, the end of the game, were both touchdowns, right? So there's positives to build on. I think today was the first day that I felt like we saw what our offense had the potential to be. Creative on offense, running the ball, getting LaVisca involved. I thought Miles, with the exception of the fumble, ran the ball really well. I think it was his best overall day. Of, of the year seven carries for 32 yards just a little bit over four and a half a carry Chuba ran the ball real physical we got everybody involved in the offensive side of the ball obviously Thielen 13 targets 11 catches 100 yards 107 yards and a touchdown Mingo got involved Chark got involved caught a touchdown Ian had a big seam ball Hayden Hurst got a little bit active over the middle of the field moving the sticks Tremble caught a touchdown so yeah I mean obviously Ten drives, three touchdowns, a couple pre-snap penalties in the three turnovers killed us. But I think today was the first day where I felt like we watched these Carolina Panthers and they showed us what we can really be on the offensive side of the ball with Bryce.
3: You know, Luke, to that point, I think the one part about Bryce that stands out and for fans listening and, and you don't want to hear about silver lining, I, I think you got to think of this is a rookie quarterback. This was his fourth career start. There's not a lot of experience. He's able to bounce back, throws a pick, what happens? Next drive, marches the team down, leads them to a touchdown. Had the two interceptions. There is a quality to him where he's able to flush mistakes. I don't think that's a small thing. That is important, and when you're watching a rookie quarterback and you want to see that poise, how he handles adversity, he's been thrown a lot of that in the early season. But, Luke, you know that trait of Bryce Young, I think, can help him – Long-term, short-term, it's the type of mindset when we talk to Jake DeLone that, that you want to see in a quarterback.
7: Absolutely. I think the mental side is something that we've always been very complimentary of Bryce, not only mentally from understanding, all right, what does the defense give me? What are we doing on offense? How can I check in and out of stuff? But his ability, like we talked about, to just get rid of stuff, to move on to the next play, to stay even-keeled, just keep guys in the game, is something that's really good. And obviously, you know, the two interceptions – Kind of referenced it already. Aiden Hutchinson made a phenomenal play. One reached out, Lucky tipped it to himself, one-handed interception, and then the corner route that he threw. He didn't get fooled. He didn't make a bad throw. They they were just playing cover two and just got to look that guy off a little bit more. So he didn't he he didn't get fooled on any of the interceptions this week. Just a really good play by both both guys on defense. And like I said, he was able to come back and and make some plays. So. I think Bryce has grown. We're seeing him grow in front of our eyes. Obviously, the results haven't been where we wanted it to. But I feel like on the offensive side of the ball, we had some guys flash and make some plays today, just not quite enough.
5: All right, Luke, Anish, Sharon here in Detroit. Thanks to Harold Hamrick, our technical director, Ben Blevins, and Jason Hutchinson, the game site engineers. Back in Charlotte, Wendell Black, David Eads, Matt Hogan, and Byron Putman, Amy Martin, our broadcast manager, Eric Fiddleman, our affiliates manager, and David Langton, our executive producer. Final score, Lions 42, Panthers 24. Back to Charlotte now for Mike and Eugene.
1: All right, Zog, thank you very much. And uh, really some uh, some interesting final thoughts from the booth.
2: And, but some high praise for uh, Bryce and yes. – and don't forget when when you hear Luke Kuechly describe that Luke Kuechly is one of the best linebackers to ever, ever. do it. Yeah, all right, um, to ever do it. Uh, and, and and we and we just lost one with uh, with Dick is too. Oh yeah, I know. You know? Yeah. Um, but when he's when he's giving his his observation and his analysis of what you know he's seeing Bryce Young, he sees in Bryce Young, it's coming from a different place. He's coming from that professional. Given all that experience in there, and, and I see the exact same thing when I see this man, I'm like, This young man is the real deal. I know it's not what you want right now, but just hold on to it because uh, he's going to produce dividends. There's no doubt about that in my mind.
1: No, I agree uh, wholeheartedly with all that. And you know, I, I do like the way that uh, Bryce Young is starting to see the field, that, that's that's certainly something that's encouraging. Well, and, you know, brighter days are ahead, it's just right now, no one likes growing pains, but that's where we're at right now, unfortunately. Mm-hmm.
2: That was a good show, too, by the
1: way. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that was a good show. I know. So we'll come back and offer our '80s uh, sitcoms uh, when go. we come back for our final thoughts, maybe. But uh, more to come here from Bank of America Stadium. Parents is falling today. Temporary to layoff. Good
3: times.
2: <laughs>
1: hey, my credit ripoffs.
3: It was a season of stirring comebacks. Hey! have won it in overtime unlikely heroes it is about a team built and put together on a bunch of second third last chance guys and unwavering belief
1: we just started
0: developing that mentality that even if we get it close to the end or get it to overtime we're winning
3: cardiac the story of the 2003 carolina panthers you can listen to cardiac
0: on panthers.com the iHeartRadio app spotify or apple podcast the Panthers postgame show continues. Presented by Southern Star, an official bourbon of the Carolina Panthers.
1: Celebrate the spirit of the Carolinas. Hey, we're well, welcoming back inside Bank of America Stadium. I am Mike Pacheco, Eugene Robinson alongside. We'll uh, give you all the information on our next show coming up in uh, just a second here. But I did want to uh, mention first... That uh, it's time now for our hardest working player of the game, presented by Sunbelt Rentals, the official rental equipment partner of the Carolina Panthers. And you know we had a lot of great candidates today, Eugene. But I, uh, I, you know, we, I suggested Bryce Young. You and I uh, talked about that, but we went with um, another player who we thought had a pretty good game.
2: Yeah, and I, I, th- I thought that Lavisca Senault did an outstanding uh, job. I mean, he was. He was absolutely everywhere. I thought that the fact that he had five carries for 27 yards, 5.4 yards, and he, to me, was very, very difficult to tackle. I thought he opened up the offense running the the ball wise to allow you to throw the ball. And um, I I thought he just came up really big time. And for that, I would give him that hardest-working man play. That's a blue-collar play right there. That's He took off. He he brought his lunch bucket the, and did. his
1: hard hat. He did went to work And in the, the thermos and a thermos. Yeah, The good time the the thermos. old thermos, great <laughs> thermos. <laughs> all right, let's uh let's do our three and outs. And um, if you don't want to go first, I'll go first. Okay, good. Okay, I'll go first. Um, first of all, I was really encouraged by the growth we've seen in Bryce Young. We talked a lot about that, so we don't have to go um, too crazy on that. Uh, I also like the emergence of the wide receivers. Um, and I think you mentioned it I, I thought you said it eloquently you know a little bit much maligned early on but uh, I, I think you're seeing maybe the the veteran presence of Adam thielen uh, as well with that group and you know DJ shark being healthy certainly helps and then um, kicking it a little bit old school I love that Frank Reich uh, in, a, in a difficult moment for his team brought up keep pounding because that is very much a part of the fabric of this this franchise Frank Reich is
2: one of the most incredible speakers I've ever yeah. heard speak. There's no doubt about that. I know he he used to be a pastor and a preacher, but he's he's an incredible uh, communicator. And so that refrain, that mantra of keep pounding, keep believing. This is this is this is what we're doing in a moment. It is so apropos. So there's no doubt about that. My three and outs. It goes to the defense, and defensively, we got some work to do. All right, despite having guys in and out because they're hurt. And I get it, right? Yeah. But next man up mentality, you still could be – even if a guy runs through you, let him run through you because you're in the right position and, in the right, and doing the right things as opposed to, opposed to being in the wrong position and he runs through you. Our edges, not very, very good. Yeah. we got to be able to control the edge. Our cutback gaps, the guy gets on the outside, he cuts back, there's nobody there. Where's that guy? There should be somebody there. Has to get better. Team tackling – I want to see that we improve on team tackling. And let me throw another extra one in there. The plays need to happen in the secondary. We are there. I'm going to encourage C.J. Henderson to take the chance to make the interception. He's in great coverage. He's in great coverage. And typically when you're in great coverage like that, this is when you can look back at the quarterback and look back at the ball. And so I'm going to encourage you, CJ, if you're listening, I know you're not listening because you're over there. Uh, yeah, yeah, but you can just get on the app, stream it. Take that chance, young man, because you're in great position to make a play.
1: All right, our next game will be Sunday at Hard Rock Stadium at the Miami Dolphins. The Panthers stadium show on the Fox in Charlotte will begin at 10 a.m. Carolina Panthers countdown to kickoff at noon. The network kickoff will be at 1.02. And we'll, Eugene and I will be on with you somewhere around 4 p.m.-ish on the network for the Panthers post-game show, the Southern Suburban Whiskey post-game show. Uh, Jim just mentioned it all, but I do want to just say thanks to David Eads, Wendell Black, Byron Putnam, Matt Hogan, uh, our wonderful interns, and, of course, Amy Martin, broadcast manager, Eric Fiddleman, our affiliates manager, and our executive producer, David Langton. Eugene, always a pleasure working with no you, doubt. my friend, and uh, always enjoy it. Final time, Panthers falling today at Detroit 42-24. Until next week. We hope you stay tuned to Panthers.com, and we'll see you again here on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network.
0: Carolina Panthers football is brought to you by Harris Teeter, the official grocery store of your Carolina Panthers. Buick, a proud sponsor of the Carolina Panthers. Mount Olive, the official pickle juice of the Carolina Panthers. Bank of America, official bank of the Carolina Panthers. This is the Carolina Panthers Radio Network.